Hello and welcome. I'm Danner. And I'm Janner. And welcome to Mama's Boy, a mother-son podcast where we have mm, slightly unhinged conversations about life. How was things? Day was good. Another uh, typical day. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have to tell you, I was obsessed today with mosquito bites. Mosquito bites. I, I was sitting outside enjoying the beautiful Colorado evening the other day, uh, and I must have gotten—I I, don't—I don't know—I didn't feel them—a gazillion mosquito bites, and all day long I was itching the gut. Sorry. The damn mosquito bites. Why can't you say goddamn mosquito Because, I don't know, I just want to offend you. There was one <laughs> on my foot that kept itching me because of my shoe. And it, it pissed me off, and I'm sorry, but that's all I have to go, is the stupid mosquito bites. And right now, my little dog Juno is licking the mosquito bite on my hand, guess, and I've yeah. got to tell you, it's a little bit satisfying. I know, I can see that. It's kind of gross. I know, but it's a little bit satisfying. It's not necessarily gross that it's happening. It's more gross that like she's... Standing up, looking that aggressive. Okay, did you it, put peanut butter on it? No, it's just my stupid mosquito bite that's just been driving me nuts. Well, she's going to town. I know, but it feels. So good. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sorry, it's it's almost as good as the big O. You know what I mean? Almost, almost as good as having a good vinegar choke. <laughs> I hear you. Um, we're back. We are back. We're dropping bombs on these people. This is. Episode three, it's out to- of the gate. It's a total explosion. We're generous gods. We are. <laughs> we are so generous. We are such generous gods. Here's episode three. So <laughs> y'all don't say we didn't do anything for you because out of the gate. We, we are talking there's dogs third. We're mosquitoes. On, we're on number three here. Yeah. And it, we've just come out with. It can't get better than dogs like than mosquito bites. And O's. Yeah. Big O's. <laughs> Straight out the gate. So. <laughs> We we're back at it. Um, Happy to be just, here. Yeah, we're we're getting after these. Like I said, they're going to be out every single Tuesday. Um, but to start, we just wanted to um, to kind of get a feel for everything and let you guys get a feel for everything. So this will be episode three. Very exciting. Very mm-hmm. fun for us so far. Oh, we're enjoying every moment. We're having a blast. Hopefully, you guys have. I know our first two episodes. <laughs> we're. we're <laughs> Hey, we said they're going to be unhinged. Yeah, and they and definitely they were. were unhinged. Definitely I mean, we've, were. We've covered everything from would you rather sleep with the parents? We wondered what Putin smells like. Would you, ah, how in the world do you get snake venom out of you? All, and we know now. you got to track it down, its location, its everything. Well, and up to a, a dog with mosquito bites Here creates the big O. Here we are. What could be better? Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. Mother's son back at it again. Yeah, okay. Um, let's just, I, we're, we've got a good topic I want to, you know, that we want to talk about today. Um, let's start off with our Would You Rather. I love Would You Rathers. Yeah, hopefully you guys like them too because they've been leading us down some paths. They're my favorite, I've got to tell you. Let, let's and open look, the baggie. Look, I think you guys are going to come to realize. I'm not going to apologize for anything on this show. This is our show. So there were a lot of talks yeah. about baby balls last time. Look, there's no apologies. We all learned something. A- except for like, to the FBI who's going to investigate myself. If the for- FBI decides to come around, I'm so sorry to them. And if you Google baby testicles again, I am going to Will Smith you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Disclaimer to, the, to everyone listening. I didn't just Google baby testicles. You did. No, I didn't. No, because what came up was baby te- penis size. Penal length. You didn't even see. It was on my you phone. You told me. I said average size of a newborn's testicles. No. You I didn't it. just Google. If you just type no, in baby testicles. I'm slapping the bitch out of you. <laughs> there's no bitch in me. <laughs> I'm 100% non-bitch made. I came from your loins. I know there's you no did. bitch in me. I remember the moment. I hey, know. We covered hey. that topic, yeah, too. Yeah, we did. Open, I get to pull out. You get to open, open the, the bag. Baggie. Open the I don't baggie. do it all. You got to. You open, I pull. Last I, time I opened, you pulled. Oh, yeah. I have to do all the work in this relationship. Oh, this is what you think. You know how many times I've heard that? Yeah. Every, I birthed you, and now I have to open the baggie. Okay, lay it on me, honey. 
No shit. No shit. Tell me. Tell me. I'm ready. All right, everybody. Buckle up. I'm ready. I'm buckled. Are you buckled? I'm so buckled. All right, everyone out there. Buckle up. And hey, if you're listening to this in the car, definitely be buckled up. Oh. You need to be buckled up. Buckle up for safety. Buckle up. Buckle up for safety, buckle up. Do you remember that commercial? No, but I really liked the song, so I was going in with you. Oh my gosh, that was a commercial growing up. Buckle up for safety, buckle up. Oh, what's the, uh, oh, that was a cheer song you used to sing to us. If you'll only buckle up. Yeah, you lost me on that one. What was the cheer song you used to do to get us all in the car? Oh, uh, let's go at. Let's, let's go, go let's, let's go, go L-E-T-S-G-O. And then you would leave, the bus is leaving. Yeah. Yeah, that was another fun little... And even though I wasn't a cheerleader. So that was a cheer, right? I couldn't do the splits. It was a cheer, right? Yeah, but I couldn't do the splits. That's not what Dad says. <laughs> um, would you rather walk in on your grandma while she's hooking up with somebody or have your grandma walk in on you while you're hooking up with somebody? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I'm sorry. I don't think I could walk in on my mom while she's doing the big, big O. Big, the big, <laughs> she's having the big O. And while she, she's, while she she's looks over at it. you in the middle of her big O. Yeah. Now, if she were to walk in on me, I think that would be a better scenario. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, because I feel like I wouldn't mind if the G walked in on me. Like, I would just be hitting and I would just kind of like, it'd be one of those stitches where grandma would walk in and I'd just kind of look at her and she'd look at me. I feel like we both would head nod to each other. No. Like, what's up? What's she, up? She'd be mortified. She'd walk right out. I know, but I, okay, then I would head nod to her. You'd head nod and she'd be so embarrassed. Would be so, so here's so here's a true story. True story. So when your sisters were six, that means you were two, your dad and I were going for it, and uh, your sister woke up for some reason, came to our door, and I heard her outside, Daddy! Don't hurt mommy! <laughs> <laughs> That's what, oh God! Oh God! <laughs> I just remember that we didn't know what to do right in the moment. Your sister's at the door. What a sweetheart, though, just checking in on mommy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, about grandma. That's a different era. Yeah. Era. <laughs> I don't know, but um, on last time's podcast, we were hoping that the G was getting it, you know? Um, True. Up in heaven. Up in heaven. I hope she's doing St. Peter. I, I, I hope she is. Yeah. Yeah, because she had kind yeah. of a wicked life with my father. Yeah, so, so. grandma's on St. Peter right now. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, like, it would be a wild ride to walk in on the G with somebody. <laughs> That's so true. But you know what? <laughs> if grandma walked in on you, you, I'm sorry, she adored you. Her. But see, the thing is, it would ruin it for her, for me. Like, I just wouldn't care. I wouldn't care if it was, like, you or dad. I wouldn't care if it was grandma. Like, yeah. I, I, look, I'm not seeking it out. Like, I'm not going to be in the living room like, oh, yeah, I can't wait till the G sees me. Yeah. But, like, if it happened, they, I don't know. I'm just pretty nonchalant about things like that. But, whoa. Well, as your grandmother got older and she lost her frontal lobe, her the frontal lobe is responsible for, like, uh, 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 oh, <laughs> I just yep. lost my friend a lot. Oh, yeah, like, for like decision making. I wish you guys could all see what I saw. Her lobe just left. Her <laughs> lobe has left, left the building. <laughs> well, it's like decision making and, and rational decision. As she lost her frontal lobe and she walked in on you, she definitely would have cheered. Go, oh, Dan! Yeah, she became a little bit unhinged. Unhinged. She, in the, in the oh, sweetest way, though. But she no. just, she lost her, she lost she, her filter. She lost her filter. Yeah. And, and my mom was like so proper. Yes. And always only talked the best of everybody. But when she was like, I don't know, 88, and she lost that frontal lobe, I remember we were waiting somewhere, and yes. my mom nudged me and said, do you think she combed her hair with an egg beater? Yeah, that's just the thing I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's not my mom. She just lost yeah. her frontal lobe like yeah. I did just a little bit earlier. And so so now that's 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 prescience. Now you're gonna see what your future holds. Oh. <laughs> that's a big word. Look at that, prescience. Oh, that was uh, I thought you were saying my precious. No, 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 prescience. That's oh. the forethought. So now you see what your future holds is I'm losing my frontal lobe. Oh, as you lose yours? Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Remember mm-hmm. on podcast one, this is why we're doing this. You're, you're dimensional. 
Right. To record me in all eternity. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. So that you have something to remember you by. Each day's a new day for you. <laughs> kind of start over. You're not actually a nurse. No. We do this podcast. Nurse you retired 13 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Don't yeah. work in oncology. Yeah. Here I am. Go get your You never have. Go get your dolly and sit in the corner. You're simply a CNA. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Not my, that we have anything on my CNAs. My mom was, my, was really, truly my, be my best friend. Mom, and I didn't really appreciate her until after she passed. Well, earlier too, but when she passed, I appreciate her. So someday... You're going to appreciate me. Oh, like I don't, as I sit in this bed with you and we do a podcast together. Okay, no, wait. Girls, where you at? No, wait, wait. Put that in perspective. I think we're not sitting in a bed. Yeah, we're not sitting in a bed. My mom is the little spoon. I'm the big no, spoon. No, stop it. And we're talking in a singular mic. No, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> we're sitting in my office on a day bed. That's comfortable and I have my glass of wine. Mm -hmm. It's real gangster style, actually. Mm -hmm. You know... I know you like to come home and get cozy. I know it's a big thing. Big thing. But I've already had some people ask if we're going to do a video with it. Because generally, there's video that tags along. I wouldn't mind playing with the idea. I don't know. Because here's the thing. I get home from work. First thing I do is take off my bra. You know that. I, I know want that. the I want the ladies to hang. Of course. I want them to be free. Of course. I put on my sweats. Absolutely. You change get, your diaper. I don't wear a diaper. But I do get comfortable. In your clean diaper. I don't wear a diaper. I, I swear to God, I'm going to Will Smith you. I swear to God. Ooh, yeah, I'll Chris Rock mm -hmm. it. I'm just going to take it like a champ and keep moving. <laughs> oh, yeah. I get my glass of wine. I relax. Uh -huh. And I, we watch, what, Chopped? We watch Chopped Generally to relax. Chops, yep. So, and then we, we do our podcast and we're just like, I know, but, cool. you know, but we don't care what no. people think. No, we don't. So we could just set it up and it would be us just chilling. Yeah, we could. You know, but we'll, I, we'll we'll hit that topic later. I'm just saying, you know, what were we talking about even that took us down video and recording this? Oh, yeah, because we're in a bed. So maybe you guys wouldn't mind seeing that we're just chilling in a bed. Just chilling in a bed. But I want to get back to the topic of, of my mom as my friend. Okay. Should we close out the would you rather? Because that sounds super serious. That It does. But, we, you know, I think we established that. I don't know which one we established on. My vote is grandma walks in on me. What's your vote? I don't know. I feel like it's... Okay. We'd rather have grandma walk in on us. Okay. Case closed. I'll, I'll, I'll agree. Raise your hands. Oh, wait. They can't see us. I'm raising. Say yay. 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 I'll post say nay. Okay. Cool. It Settled. Okay. All right. Dan, so, I want to hear people's opinion. You do? Yeah. How would they, how would they tell us their opinion? You go on over to our Instagram at Mama's Boy Pod. M-A-M-A-S, boy, pod. That's on Instagram. And then you can always email to us um, at mamasboypod at gmail.com. But that's M-O-M-M-A-S, boypod at gmail.com. Dan, why are there two spelling of mama's boy? We've already discussed this, dude. No, maybe we need to refresh our audience. Because mama's boy pod spelled M-A-M-A-S at gmail.com was already taken. Right. So I can't have that one. <laughs> so I had to go M O M M A S okay. boy pod at gmail dot com. Man, episode three, and we're fighting. Just want to go ahead. Launch into your cute little topic about loving one's mother. <laughs> go ahead. We're already getting there. So they appreciate me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Same go. Go ahead. That's what you said. You said you want to talk about it. What? Appreciating. Don't you appreciate me? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so. Okay. Okay. You said I want to go back to talking <laughs> about how the G was your best friend. She was my best friend. Okay. And I hope someday you'll think that I'm your best friend. I feel like I've written that in enough birthday cards that you're my best friend. Maybe. But you could never say it enough. Mom, you're my best friend. Because I've probably never said it enough to my mom. Yeah. I feel like I've said a lot to you, but it's just your lobe. It is. It is You're my disintegrating lobe. lobe. My frontal lobe is disintegrating. Like, I just couldn't beat that dead horse any harder yeah. about how much I love you yeah. and how much you're my best friend <laughs> you are. But Dan, who do you think? Who do you think in your past? I mean, I don't want you to name names, but can you name one person who you think has always been your best friend? Always, no. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Oh, always been my best friend. Well, how how far back? I don't know. Just. Uh, one friend who's always been your constant. Is there anyone like that? Um, from high school times, yeah. Yeah. No one earlier than that. 
like well, like guy? like Trevor and okay, Tyrone, yeah, okay, yeah. and you know some of those guys that okay. from high school that have been pretty constant. And I have Diane, who's been my friend since third grade. Yeah, Di, if you're listening, love you. Yeah, from the moment you turned around, and because my Scott, you know who you are, whose name begins with an E because we are alphabetized. So Scott E pushed my deck desk who pushed Diane's desk. What? I know, this had Diane and I met. Scott E pushed my desk and I hit Diane's desk because she was a DA, I was a DU and she turned around and said quit it! From that moment we were best friends. In third grade? Third grade. That's cute. Shout out to Diane, love you. Yeah. I don't have anybody like that like from that long. If I think of elementary school there's you know, I've known somebody from elementary school that was also a neighbor that I thought we were going to be friends for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Soccer but, buddy. Yeah, soccer buddy, but that was that didn't pan out. And that's okay. Yeah. Friends do seem to kind of come and go depending on your stage of life. Well, I feel like friends, like some relationships, are there to teach you lessons. Okay. Right? Such as? Like, what did you learn from, I know who you're talking about, your soccer friend. What did you learn from him? Well, I don't really know. You just <laughs> said friends are there to teach you lessons. So what kind of lesson are you thinking? Well, <laughs> You can't just speak and then think the world knows what you're talking about. Yeah, here's where I was getting at with Tell this. Tell me, please get to the point. Jenner, oh my God. Jenner. Listen, you just called me out on that. And what I was saying, what I was saying was, is that they're all lessons, but it's not like each person is a specific lesson. You just start building lessons. You start understanding who's trustworthy, what qualities and traits to look for in humans. Like I wouldn't go to one person and say, oh, they taught me this. They taught me that. This one taught me that. Oh, I see. Okay. So just more kind of a building of what you look for in a true friend. Yeah, you start building that over time. Is that like the understanding that they weren't meant to stay. Maybe I wanted them to, but they weren't ever meant to stay. They yeah. were coming to just shape my what what I look for in a friend. I think I think you're right actually there. I I agree with you for once. I think that's so true because I think I learned in my past, that what I didn't want anymore in a friend was insincerity. I was over people who who tell you things that aren't necessarily true. Yes. I'm looking for someone who's endearing, like my friend Dan and my friend Tim. We Diane. are best friends, remember? <laughs> my friend alone. Yeah, but we're best friends, my, remember? My, my so friend it's only, it's... Diane and my friend Jenny, who've been friends since high school, you know, they're enduring and they're sincere. Mm. That's what I have been looking for. What What about you? What have you learned about different friendships? I don't know. I think it's kind of the same for me. And a lot of that has changed in probably the last even two years for me, you know, because, and recently, you know, what I like to call it and we were talking about was watering dead plants. That was kind of the thing I'm I'm on recently is, I stopped supplying water to dead plants. And that would be friendships that didn't supply anything. So mm-hmm. to answer your question, to me, it was just slowly kind of holding back on as much giving um, because I feel like I was pouring myself into people and they weren't giving any of that back, mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. companionship, that want to see each other, that true, just genuine kind of, Friend, like friendship, just just genuine friendship, you know, like uh, like you said, like loyalty and kindness, and just kind of, you know, people say it. I hear it all the time. Oh, I, I you know, especially on my travels, I want to see you when I get back, or you know, I can't wait to catch up, or I'll meet up with you next week. And then, I, radio silence. Mm-hmm. No one ever says anything, mm-hmm. or no one ever does anything, mm-hmm. or you know, and and to me, that's a sign because if I'm the one, I get that relationships take people it takes energy from both parties mm-hmm. myself and my friends but it was just surprising to me how when i started withdrawing a little bit started focusing on myself um how many of those 
just didn't keep following through. They right. weren't there. They weren't didn't didn't care to really talk to me anymore and didn't touch base and didn't Right. The the friends who say, Oh, call me sometime. Let's get together, call me. Yeah. To me that's a red flag. Because they're putting the onus now on you. Yeah. I don't want that friend. I want the friend who says, I will call you, and they do. Wow, that's a great point. I've really thought about that. Yeah, because I think that does happen a lot. They really do put it on you. Like, mm-hmm. give me a shout next week, or, you know, let me know when you're back, or something. And, and yeah, they, they the, relieve the, the responsibility of, from themselves. Yeah, and with the now technology. It's on your shoulders. Yeah, and with the technology we have. It doesn't really matter where you are. Anybody can reach out yeah. and say, hey, you, you back yet or do you have time to talk or is now a good time? Or, yeah, but like, the sincere friend says, I want to get together. I will call you. Mm-hmm. And they do. Yeah. Not say, you call me. Yeah, you call no, me. No, I, that's a because, red flag. Yeah, and that person does that to a lot of people. You know that. That's how mm-hmm. they sit. They sit back mm-hmm. and then that's how mm-hmm. they... They, they talk to everybody. And, and you they know, feel better me, about themselves. Me. Oh, I told them to call me. Yeah, and then, oh, they didn't. Oh, yeah. They weren't sincere. It's not sincerity. Part. Yeah. No, I and so you say watering a dead plant. It, my vernacular is I have weeded my garden. Yeah. Because to me, my... Well, it, it takes both of them, right? You stop watering the dead plants and, and then, then you, you weed have your weeds. garden. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's yeah, like how I, they go together. Yeah. Then, yeah. You, then you start plucking. Mm-hmm. Then you start realizing, okay, that plant died. Yeah. Time to remove that yeah. one. And But what what you see, and I see you have a point, so I'm not trying to interrupt you, but especially on the garden metaphor is what you see too is that when you pull that dead plant out, guess what it makes room for? More more, more, more flowers, plants. More, more, flowers. more flowers that are alive. Mm-hmm. More flowers to come in and grow exactly. in your garden. Because if you keep watering these dead ones, they're leeching off those those true flowers that are that are thriving you know yeah. these dead ones are pluck them make room for the new ones right right okay. and it's a hard decision though because sometimes weeds will have a flower mm-hmm. and it's hard to actually make that decision to pull it it's hard because you really want you friends it everybody needs people yeah. everybody needs people to hang we're a social people yeah. humans are made to be social we're not made to be isolationists so we want people to be around us. Mm. And so it's a hard decision to weed the garden. Yeah. I mean, I've been there. I, I had a friend who who I thought we were best friends since ninth grade. And I, she would say things to make me think that I was her best friend. And in truth, she would say it to everybody, and I truly wasn't. And it was a hard decision to finally say, I am done with this relationship. Yeah. And... But it was good for my soul. It took. I still think about her. Yeah. Which which is wild. Mm-hmm. And so do my other two friends, Di and Jenny. They were also friends with her, and we still think about her. But what she, do we say though? Just our our family's full of metaphors. Our metaphor game is strong. Yeah, well, yeah, our yeah. little Saying game in this family's strong, but yeah, you can you can punch a nail into wood and you can pull the nail out, still leave a hole. And I know that applies to other things, but my point on this is like even when you remove it, that hole's there. Yeah. That, that you still talk about them, you still think about them, because they, they were an impact on your mm-hmm. life. They did. She had an influence on my life, mm-hmm. most assuredly. But it was a good decision to lead her from my garden. Yeah, and it was tough that you had to make that, because I can think of a situation for me in high school where I had my best friend, and we did everything together. Mr. R, Mr. Yes. Riley. I'm yeah, just, yeah. We told you in this podcast, oh, you're getting yeah. called out. <laughs> yeah, everyone's getting called out on this. There's no one's safe. Um, yeah, yeah, Riley. Like we were, we were like the best of friends. Everything we did, everything together. We were just a right hand men. You know, it was. Yeah. Just, I thought that that was a friendship that I thought was going to be forever. You know, we talked about it. We were at each other's weddings and we were like planning all that. They went to college and he was just a whole different person. And he just he stopped talking to me. Just completely stopped talking to me. And it was really hard. That was like a breakup. Like, yeah. <laughs> like a it true breakup. That, that was way. my friend. And like, he just went off. And I was like, I at first he stopped talking to me and I thought it was a joke. I thought he was messing with me because I would like text and stuff. And he just just wouldn't talk to me. And it was just the saddest. Yeah. And so that was my first like go around with like losing a friend. You yeah. know, not a relationship where you're really messing, but just something that clicks so naturally. How could it just abandon you so naturally too like or not naturally but how could it abandon you so quickly you know friendship like that and so at least you know with with yours 
that's tough to make that decision because I really haven't had to leave a friend based, you know, just a decision to stop talking to somebody. And I'm yeah. lucky for that. So, so I, I forgot about him actually, your friend mm-hmm. Riley. So I, I hope this doesn't bring up bad thoughts, but he weeded you. Ooh. Can you? I like that. Can you, can you think? Uh, do you think that being weeded uh, has helped you in how you then treat new friends? Or, or, or what, what do you think of that? Well, that's crazy insight. I never have put it that way. And I'm just so glad you said that. Truly. Because that, that's an interesting perspective is to take the other way on it. He weeded me. I think he unintentionally weeded me. I think his ego got the best of him and he became a big shot. Okay. Um, and so he was. He was a little older. Than he was. was that's like, why he was yeah. up in college. I was still in high school. And yeah. So it kind of became a big shot thing. But it still, he did weed me. It weeded the garden of me. Yeah. That's so interesting. But um, to me, I don't know. I, I was very, I was very a- a- attached to him. Just like I'm learning in in relationships of love, love yeah. relationships. Is that yeah. you know, it's okay that another person makes your heart happy, makes your heart flutter, and. You know, you you hold them close and you find some joy in them. But what I'm learning, again, with both friendships and relationships, partners, um, is that you, your joy has to be found within you first. And that was a big one with Riley. Is like he was he was a social guy. He was the guy, right? So I was just always going to Riley to fill that pocket because through high school I wasn't Mister Cool. And so with him, I felt like we were like. Like the guys, you know, yeah. people knew us, and his age started knowing me because he was older. And he was an older, he's your older, so you felt uh, good about that. Yeah, and so I felt really good. I felt uh, like we were just we were the cool dudes. Like it was like Riley and Dan, you know. And his parents would leave, and we'd have big parties at Riley's house, and uh, there's a lot of just fun, wild times at Riley's, and it was just kind of cool. But I was finding all my joy out of that, you know, yeah. um, out of out of him. I wasn't. You went to Costa Rica with him. Yeah, he, yeah, his parents paid for me to go. Uh, I was 17. I remember because we wanted to gamble. And so I made a photocopy of my passport and then typed up in font that was similar to passport font no. and put my birthday over top of it and then re photocopied. So I doctored <gasps> my birthday so that I could drink. Oh my God, if you would have gotten it, caught and you were in a foreign country. I know. I didn't know you did that. Dad did. I'm pretty sure you did. <gasps> I did not. I remember, I remember someone being like, I would you can never condone that. Bunch of trouble for this. Yeah. I doctored my passport. Oh, so that, honey, I never would condone that. So that we that. could gamble and drink. Oh, you want to hear a fun story? Tell from there me, too? tell me. Ooh, this gets nasty. I don't know if I want to hear now. Ooh, I don't know either. You better tell me. Tell me. Now you have to tell me. Oh man, tell me it out. The first and only time I've ever cheated on a girl. Oh. And that was that Costa Rica trip. Really? Yes. In hindsight, though, it's okay. We broke up with him. Yeah, I know. But a lot of girls think once a cheater, always a cheater. Oh, okay. Uh, just know that – see, talk about life lessons. Yeah. That was so hard for me, obviously, not to do because you're cheating and you're being a dirtbag. But then, like, again. once – yeah, once it's all done, you're like, it was horrible. But Riley and I – I'll tell the story really quick because it's kind of funny. But Riley and I were at uh, – we snuck out of the hotel room with his parents. So we snuck out while they were sleeping and we went to the bar and we just started – smashing down twisters which were like a screwdriver but different i don't know i just remember we kept saying tweezers tweezers we'll take them tweezers we're in high school here folks How did I let you do this? we're in high school here how did his parents <laughs> they kind of got upset with us we saw yeah, we were at the bar just smashing these down and two girls come up and we decided we wanted to talk in australian or like british accents all no, night no. so we started doing that like, no Hello, what brings you to the bar tonight? Oh, Riley, you gonna have another twister? All right, you wanna go to the, you know, it's like, uh, it was such a horrible, like, we couldn't even have an accent. It was garbage, but these girls were, like, buying into it, and we were, Where like, are they from? I don't even know. I don't, like, I just, oh, I don't remember many details about them, but we were talking, and then we were all like, oh, let's go out to a club. So we, like, hailed a taxi, the four of us went out to a club, and now we're we're balls deep in this routine. Like we have to keep this routine going because we're clearly shit. So the entire night, Riley and I had to talk like this. And I just remember being out, 
And and at one point he got busted by the girl. She's like, "It's a fake accent." He said, "Yeah," but he goes, "But my friend is," and so we thought it would be fun. So now I'm stuck having to do it. He gets the beautiful one. I get this haggard looking. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against anybody, but not a little bit larger, gnarly in the face. Like I like don't co- know, coyote but, ugly. Yeah, but after a few twisters, she's like. She's beautiful. 20 twisters. Or okay. A lot of twisters. She was all right. She was, like, okay. Okay. She was not all right. Okay. Um, and they invited us back to their hotel room. And Riley was on her bed doing his thing. And I start making out with her. And I remember I almost threw up in her mouth. Oh, God, no. Because, not because of the drinks. Because when we left the club, we got chicken skewers right outside. We ate them. We went back to the hotel room. And we started making out. All I could taste was orange juice, chicken skewers, and cigarettes. Oh, and mostly no. cigarettes. And it was like it was like my tongue just went into an ashtray. Oh my god! And I remember, <laughs> and she goes, and then she like stops mid kiss. Is like you all right? And of course, I'm like mm-hmm. I'm all right. Like still trying to keep up with the oh accent my god. and making out with her, and like just starting to undress her in the bed. And then all of a sudden, which I'm appreciative. No. no, it's not bad. I'm okay. appreciative of him. But all of a sudden, somebody just grabs my ankles. This is where I'm like laying on top of her in the bed and just drags me backwards off the bed. And I smashed onto the ground. Riley did? Yeah. And he grabs me and goes, we have to go, dude. And uh, he threw up on her. On the, your date? No, on his. And oh. so we boogied. <laughs> you left her mid-boink? Yeah, it was Ooh. it was amazing. So like I made out with her and stuff, but that's when I was dating my very first girlfriend. It was yeah. horrible. So I was like, yeah, but you really again, the universe her. worked out. Yeah, where it was like didn't, and then Ooh. it was all horrible. So it didn't. So I'm so glad I didn't know this. And the next day we were wildly hungover. They had a fishing trip planned. Oh. We barely could do anything. That's when they found out. Their parents were upset with us, and yeah. then they said that they're not going to tell you guys if I don't. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, they knew about it? The parents knew? Uh huh. Not that, obviously, not that in depth. We just told them that we went out to a club oh, okay. and had a few drinks so and then came back. Hey, you know what would be really interesting? If you could track down Riley. Oh, I, he pops up on my, some of my social. We should have him as a guest and just say, hey, what happened? Why did you, why did you he leave wouldn't the garden? Do it. He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't? No. He, w- he won't even talk to me anymore these days. Oh. I've called him. Three, four years ago. So he's still I called him, I've sent him messages, all that. And I know he gets them. It shows when they're opened and I get them. Well, you know what? No, and it's okay. I don't don't play that game with him anymore. I don't play that game with anybody. That's why it would be fun for everybody to listen in on that point of view. But again, when you've plucked a plant, I've created space for more amazing people to come into my life. No, you're so right. And you're right. Why would you beat that horse? Yeah. Yeah. he's, He's off in the past. But- you know, there's these friendships. I'm just, at least in my age group, I don't know if it's how it's supposed to work. I don't I don't know what's going on anymore, but I feel like I've been weaving like crazy. And honestly, it feels good. It feels yeah. really good mm-hmm. for my soul mm-hmm. um, because I'm boiling it down to like a certain few. And again, I'm not trying to be an asshole or be high and mighty, you know, like, oh, they better, you know appreciate me and reach out to me and all that stuff. No, no, You know, no. but I, I dabbled first. You know, yeah. I started, I would send a few invites and I would say I wanted to see people and I'd start scheduling things and slowly, you know, they were closing their own coffins. They mm-hmm. were plucking themselves. They, they wouldn't get back to me or they'd be mm-hmm. flaky or I always had to go to them always. Mm-hmm. No one would make an effort to come and see me and it was just, it was things like that where I just said, this is... No. We want long term, and, and that's not it. No, friendship is not is not superficial. No. You want a friend who who wants to be with you, and until you find that person or persons, you you keep waiting. So you're okay. Don't oh, absolutely no. And I, like I said, I like it, and I I think it's empowering. I think more people should because we place too much value on on staying busy. We we stay the wrong type of busy, and mm-hmm. I'm not talking work. I'm I'm talking about trying to have a social life and trying to go to, I got to go to this bar. And then I got, you know, people try to fill their social calendar with things. And, you know, first it changed for me when I stopped drinking. 
you know, or cut back on it. You know, yeah. I'll have a drink every every so often. It's mostly to kind of celebrate now and if there's something. But I don't – I rarely drink anymore. Right. And that was the big first weed because you realize how many friends stop, like, right. inviting you to things. Right. And and, and people say, oh, it's because you don't drink anymore. What are we supposed to do? Well, a friend will find out. They just want to see you. Right. They just want to see you. So that's such your a, company. It's such a lame excuse to me. Well, yeah. Well, you don't drink anymore, so I don't know what to do. Let's go to a park. Let's walk. Let's go on a hike. Let's, let's talk. Let's, let's can do together. anything. Yeah, like there's things. It's just people are lazy. So when it revolves around that, it's like, oh, well, he's not going to go to brunch. He's not going to do it. It's like it's crazy to me. So that was like the first stage of eating yeah. is, is when you just you're drinking really. Okay. So a bunch of people, you know, I stopped talking to because I wasn't drinking. And again, it's not malicious on their part or mine. It just wasn't a true thing. It's that what was that what was common, mm-hmm. and now you don't have that in common. Mm-hmm. So, Especially okay. for me, who okay, used you to just really get down. You go with the next garden. Yeah, exactly. So that was kind of like stage one was just you know, oh, it's not drinking. We're not doing much. But then, you know, people just have to go, go, go. And I started listening to myself and just saying, you know, I, I, I don't need to fill my time just to feel empowered. Like I'm happy. Yeah, I'm a ha- I'm a happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because so it wasn't the invites kind of stopped coming, but that's why I stopped really reaching out to a bunch of people too. Mm-hmm. Was that I'm perfectly content on my own. Yeah, and that was such a huge pivoting moment. You know, travels taught me a lot about that. But I'm fine on my own now, and that's that's a powerful tool to have. You don't have other. You don't need other people to build you up or to make you feel good mm-hmm. about yourself because you're high on life. Yeah, and I, I used to. That was the thing. I I, I used to, and I, I don't know. I want to hear more of your perspective. I feel like I'm dominating, but at least right now, it's um, it, it was something where I I constantly had to make sure I was doing something, to, and I realized it was to make myself feel good. It wasn't always because I wanted to do stuff. It was it was just because I was. You almost get scared of your own mind. Well, what, what am I going to do if I'm yeah. not out doing this or doing this? So I had to constantly fill it with friends and going to bars and drinking and that and that was that and so um you know slowly as i became comfortable with myself and then hit the road with chance and you just when you're solo on the road you you do things alone. it's what mm-hmm. you do mm-hmm. and that that level of comfort i love it it's it's huge like i said i think it's one of my biggest assets anymore is that i just you're comfortable in your own skin I'm, I'll do it whether or not someone's coming along. Yeah. I, I can go to a movie by myself. I could I, I and you you lose that you lose that that veil of of giving a shit what other people think that you're alone because I think that's why we're so afraid somebody's looking at us saying, "Oh, he's alone, alone." Or why would you go to dinner alone? Or what did it, why not? Yeah. So I, I think it's a lot of time. But my point was that was kind of phase two. Was once I became comfortable with myself, I I didn't care. Yeah, I didn't care, and I don't care. I don't care. I want to keep friends. I want friends, but I want friends that want to be friends. Exactly, exactly. You want people to be around you, accept who you are, mm-hmm. who nurture your soul, mm-hmm. and who you nurture their soul. Absolutely, it's a two-way street. And I'm or a else little, you're going to get weeded. Absolutely, and I'm a little weird too. Where like I just love true open communication as well. I am so sick of like just lies. Not yeah. and, and not even intentional lies, but just insincerity. That's insin- what I got. Insincerity, yeah. absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Just the little things. Like if you can't make it, or you don't. Let's just say uh, I sent out an invite, and you just don't feel like it. Say that. I'll yeah. take that a hundred percent of the time over making excuses. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm tired. Just There's tell just me. things you can see through anymore. Yeah. Like, you're like I know that's tell not. Tell me the truth, right? You're not taking your grandmother to the doctor. Yeah. What are we trying to do here? What yeah. are we trying to do? Let's just be honest with one another. You know. Thank you, but that's a little far for me. Or it's just it's I don't feel like doing it right now. Look, I know that seems like a harsh thing to tell somebody, but a friend would respect that. I, I understand, no problem. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, you want to go do this? You know, I just don't feel like it. Okay. Yeah. Hundred percent. I'll I'll reach out another time, or if you're feeling up to it, reach back out and we'll find a time. Yeah. But you're not gonna um, take it personally. Yeah. Because because a, a friend gets it. Yeah. You know, a friend understands that. You'd take the truth over someone saying, like, oh, dog's got a stomachache. No, you don't. And then you see a picture pop up of them doing something. Yeah, that's even more hurtful. Just say you don't want to. Yeah. I get it. 100%. And so, I don't know. It's um, What are your experience with friendships? I mean, I know you had the big one. But I, I feel like one. when I think growing up, and I try to reflect on your friends that I've always seen or anything, there haven't been too many come and go. 
I think our neighborhood was a piece of your life, right? I just saw yeah. a lot of neighborhood we, gals, I had, but. we had a lot of, I had a lot of friends. When, you know, because when you have kids, all of your friends become your kids' friends' parents. Yeah. And you guys were all in soccer, and so those were our friends. And we had a lot of good times. And as, as you guys grew up, and we weren't involved so much with the parents because of their your activities started to disperse. For instance, soccer. You didn't need us to take you to soccer. We didn't need carpools and coordinate with friends. I realized that that they were pretty some insincere people out there. Mm-hmm. And back then, I was would have been was devastated with the fact that there are some insincere friends out there. Now in my life, looking back, hell with them. I'm I'm happy with I I definitely only want sincere friends. But but I do remember back then having some good cries over friends who lied or um, you know, who who didn't who 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 I knew lied about doing stuff with me and I took it way too personally. Well, did you know? Oh, I I did. Because well, they're in some regards they're they're a lot like you know a a relationship, a partner, a love relationship. You know, you you put so much effort into another person, or at least you think you do, and and then to have it disappear really hurts your soul. You know, it hurts. Like like just this is a small example, but it stuck with me. Uh, A a friend, a mother. Of uh, a close friend who we did a lot with in soccer, and I helped her move. I helped her wallpaper her house. I helped it when her child had leukemia, and and I just remember she called me up and said, "Can we meet at the pool? My friends would love to. My kids would love to go swimming." And I changed my whole day, and her kids showed up at the pool, and she didn't. And I asked the, the daughter, "Where's your mom?" And then I knew it was an excuse. Oh, well, she didn't know she was actually meeting you. And later I found out she went out to lunch with another friend who had called and made a different offer. And yeah. that, that was kind of the turning moment where I thought, I do not want you in my life anymore. I yeah. am done. You're going to pull stuff like that. That, yeah. that. No, it was a turning moment when mm. I realized I I gave up my day for you and and thought we were really good friends, and yet here I was doing all this work for you, yeah. and to realize that it wasn't reciprocated. And mm. you know what? That's probably on me, too. Maybe I was trying to prove my friendship, my love, yeah. by doing all these things for her, and hoping to buy her love, perhaps. Yeah. And so that's on me. No, that that's a good point, because I think there's there's pieces that when we're having this conversation... That we're pointing a lot of fingers at other people. Yeah. But, that I but might have been there could be, yeah, there's things that we do yeah. that drive other people nuts. Yeah, maybe I, I was probably too weeded, much. Yeah, I probably weeded my garden and those friends are saying, that yeah. I haven't talked to him in a while, yeah. you know? I was like, probably too much because mm-hmm. I, I tried really, really hard. Yeah. And that's the thing I always think about is like, I, I'm too much as a friend. Yeah. I'm too much as a friend. Yeah. Can and I, I do started, this for you? Can I do that for you? Yeah. And here's what I started thinking though, because if I'm too much for you, go find less. Right. And so it's it's super corny, but it did have me thinking about the fact that I was always so con- self-conscious about being too much, you know, because you know me. Yeah. Everyone listening, at least for these first episodes, are probably friends and family that we're going to get a lot of listeners of. And so you all kind of know me. I, I, I go, and especially when I'm comfortable and I'm happy and I'm feeling loved, that is when I'm at my peak. That's when I'm at my peak goofiness. I go 100 miles an hour. I say whatever the fuck comes out of my mouth. I, I, when I feel safe in this world, I'm a hundred miles an hour. Um, and so that tends obviously to present itself in relationships, right? Cause that's when I'm feeling loved and feeling all that. So I always had that where I felt like too much and man, maybe I should throttle back. And then it always used to bum me out because I'm like, but that's not who I am. That's like, why, why, why do I have to throttle back to appease other people? Like, why can't I have that level of goofiness? Like, I just want to, because that's what makes me feel good is is being just goofy. And I'm probably going to do it when I'm 40 and 50 and 60, because that's just who I am. But I was tired of pulling back. Yeah. 
especially around those when I'm feeling safe, right? Especially when I am feeling safe and comforted. That should never be a time where I feel like I'm I have to throttle back. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of like you just said. That's telling. That's who I am. I'm a I'm a giver. I'm a nurturer. I'm a, yeah. I'm a cancer nurse practitioner. I want to give to people. I want to nurture people. And so that's me. And and maybe giving too much isn't other people, mm. but that's me. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I mean, you're absolutely right. But it's just it's hard. And it, it's hard to find that balance, you know, because sometimes you can do your best. And just be who you are. And it's not for everybody. No yeah. matter who you are. Yeah. Even if you were to throttle back. Even if you were to... It's, you're, you're not, we're not for everybody. No. You know, some people but, are there to just kind of, like we talked about earlier, just kind of there to, I think, teach lessons and yeah. to to show us what we want out of life. I think yeah. that in other relationships, to to that's all relationships, is to show us what we're actually looking for because mm-hmm. we don't know until we experience what we don't want well and i'm not that person now yeah. i don't need that that validation from other people mm-hmm. i i don't need that i'm not i'm not that way anymore yeah. i don't have to give my heart and soul now um to be validated but i don't feel that need i did back then yeah and it's funny because i was just at dinner the other day with my good friend and she was talking about um, one of her friends and just that that kind of dynamic between them and, and how tough it is because her friend's going through a lot but their friendship's on the rocks so kind of what do you do in that situation you know you want to be there for somebody as a friend but at the same time you're feeling a rift between friendship anyways you know mm-hmm. and um i mean they're all they're they're tough situations to have because when you emotionally invest in another human you know Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to weed the garden, or it's hard to be weeded. It is. It's uh, even clear. even even from some of the biggest assholes. Yeah. No, it's so true. Like a Riley, right? <laughs> like, yeah. No matter whether you're the weeder or weeded, and you can have, you can have so much anger, resentment, it hurts. You try to pretend it doesn't, but losing people sucks. But it it's also once you kind of come to the conclusion, though, that uh, for me, like it hurt a lot less when I when I just started realizing that. Again, people, things are things are learning moments in life. People are learning moments. Things are moments, you know, yeah. that that you need to just learn from that and go and move on. Life is going to flow. Life is going to continue. Yeah. And like we talked about earlier, trust the process. Trust I think on process. last time's podcast, we, we came out of the gate with that, but it applies to friendships too. You gotta, it does. You have to trust that. It, it, you have to trust that. Yeah, that you you keep those that feed your soul and you weed those that don't. Yeah. And they have the same rules. Mm-hmm. So if you're one of the weedies, yeah. and that's okay. Not everybody is made for everybody. No, you absolutely just find not. people who you... And that's why I'm saying you have to kind of understand that, though. You have to be comfortable with yourself because when people start weeding or coming and going, you want, you want people to stay. Look, we're not... I think it's starting to sound like just gear it to everybody, <laughs> ditch, ditch them all, burn the ditch garden, all, start, start over, over again. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. fires produce the healthiest forests. You yeah, know, yeah, just yeah. burn, burn it down. Yeah. You know? No, that, you know, I'm not saying that, but it, like, just start, lo- just start being comfortable in your own skin and loving yourself, and let those friendships flow naturally. Yeah. You know, they're gonna, they're gonna come and they're gonna go. Don't take it personally. Yeah. You're not for everybody. They're not for you. Learn and take away from that friendship what you need. Hopefully it stays around. Hopefully your garden's abundant and full of life. You've got bees buzzing in it and everything's green and strong and you, you can pluck tomatoes and you can pluck cherries. Or and, or you're like the, the sequoia national forest. Tall and strong. Where things grow slowly and they endure. Like my friendship with Diane Jen. Yeah. Since third grade and, and ninth grade at high school, we don't, we don't contact each other all the time. We see each other maybe four times a year, mm-hmm. but I know that they would do anything for me, yeah. and I would do anything for them, and it's an enduring friendship. So, no, you don't have to be the end all for somebody, mm-hmm. but you just you do need to find someone who who nurtures your soul. Yeah, and remember too to be to be the nurturer. Yeah, I have to remember that too, you know, because I like to think I am, and like I said, sometimes I think I'm too much. 
you know, always reaching out. What are we gonna do? We want to see you. We want to see you. What? You got to be a nurturer too. Remember mm-hmm. that when you're going into it, you know, like you can endure the hard times. Be the big tree. Mm-hmm. Be strong. Be there for people. But you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta care to others as well. Yeah, you do. You know. I am so glad we have solved the friendship question here. Holy shit, so many people are wondering and they're like, and now, I want Janner and Danner's take on friendship. And we have solved it for you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Did you just thank and welcome yourself? Uh-huh. Yeah, we I should, thank we should you. All, we should all do that more often. Thanks, D. Welcome, D. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I thanked you and I'm thanking me and you're welcome, D, for my insight. And there you go. There you go. That's that. Uh, we want to hear from everybody too. What well, you guys, what do you look for in friends? What are red flags to you? You know, I think I would love to have that on, um, on a, a topic of ours is red is flags. Red flags. Uh-huh, I would love that Cause too. I would love to explore that more on, on what are some red flags. And, and yeah. again, cause I think it's fun to have the topic on just relationships because I think that applies. We can, we could break some down into love and friendships, Yeah, but they're really a lot's pretty similar. You know, a lot, I think. I think you have to be friends to be in love. I think that, I, oh, absolutely. I yeah. think you do. I think you have to be friends to be in love. Yeah. And, uh, so we would love to know your take on the, let us know your story. But we're going to need to, we're going to need to talk about red flags, but yeah, what are, what are some things you look for in friendships? What are the things you, you have, what types of reasons have you weeded your garden? Yeah. Don't forget, it's okay to read your garden. Yeah. Make space. Make space for the healthy ones. Yeah. Invite new friendships. Plant new seeds. Dan, tell me about you uh, sowing your seeds. Oh, wait, no, that's a different topic. Oh, man, I sow seeds. Yeah. Well, no, I don't even want to know. Uh, <laughs> don't go there. Costa Rican seeds? No, I don't want to know that. RIP to that. Hey, if those, if those two girls are listening, like, sorry about that. You apologize to the ugly one. Ah uh, no! I was actually wondering if we could just switch next time. Oh, I don't. Stop. I don't have many regrets in life, if any, because they're learning lessons. Stop! But boy, do I regret getting that one. I bet Riley regrets throwing up on that cute one. No, trust the process. Right, the throw up saved me from going any further. Oh my gosh, you're right. That's was, what I'm saying. Oh my god, that throw up was meant to be. It was so funny. That puke saved worse. me. Yeah. Thank you, throw up. Thank you, twisters. Yeah. Let's have a thank you section. Thank you, Twisters. Thank you. Thank you, British accents, for getting me into bed, and Twisters for getting me out of bed. Oh, that is so funny. I'm sorry to my first girlfriend for that. (laughs) Although, I will say she's not finding out now we had that discussion, so have that discussion with your relationships. Yeah. With your friends. Be open. Be honest. Yeah. Um, That's going to do it for us here, folks. Um, We're so glad you joined us tonight. We are. Thank you. And again, check us out on Mama's Boy Pod on Instagram and write in to us. We want feedback. We want topics. We want to know. If this episode is too weird for you, you let us know. And you can email us at M-O-M-M-A-S-B-O-Y-P-O-D at gmail.com. That's Mama's Boy Pod at gmail.com. And M-A-M-A-S Boy Pod on Instagram. Thanks again. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.